lovies, as Freddie Mercury would say. Welcome to Tater Thoughts. Welcome to my podcast. Today is a queen deep dive day. But this is not a Freddie Mercury number. No, we're actually done with Mr. Mercury, with mysterious, magical Mercury. We are done with his compositions on the guy's eighth album, The Game, released in 1980. But this is dive number 88, track number eight. A lot of eights happening today. And this is a Brian May composition. Moody May. Oh, we haven't been in this territory for quite some time. What we're talking about today, this number is a song that reminds of earlier May compositions from way before, albums before. We're echoing numbers that have long since passed. The sentiment is in the same vein we've received previously from Brian as well. We're hearing longing, sadness, heartbreak in this song. And this is, of course, Sail Away, Sweet Sister. This song has a subtitle. And for some reason, I forgot it did. I'm sure I saw this in the album notes when I bought the disc originally. But I'd forgotten that this song has a subtitle, and it's very important to note the sub because it changes the way this song feels and what it means. Sail away, sweet sister, to the sister I never had. That is the subtitle of this song. Brian May is, of course, an only child. And when you hear this number, it will initially make you think he is singing to a lover or a former lover, if you will. But that is probably not actually the case, given the subtitle of this song. Incredibly tender, soft, longing territory we're in here from Mr. Brian May. I love being in this place emotionally with him. I've talked about how Brian is my favorite composer of the boys. And it's songs like this that make me feel that way. But before we dig into anything specific about the song, I have to tell you, this was not, for a very long time, a huge deal in my mind. This song, if I was going to skip something on the game, which is very rare, I don't usually skip numbers when I'm listening to a Queen record, but sometimes I will. This would have been that song. It never jumped out at me. In fact, if you'd asked me six months ago what I thought about this, and yes, I've already heard it a million times. And six months ago, I'd have heard it a million times. I still would have told you, I think this is one of Brian's lesser numbers. I wasn't as big a fan of his vocal here. I wasn't feeling it as much from him. I felt some of this was weak on the performance front. Something about this didn't grab me. I wasn't as impressed with it. But as I went through it, as I walked through it, as I held on to it, picking it apart more than I have ever, something shifted. And I love when this happens with a song. 
Suddenly, my appreciation goes through the roof. I kind of suddenly, rapidly fall in love with it. And that's exactly what's happened here. Sail Away, Sweet Sister is now a song that I really enjoy. It's been bouncing around in my brain. I've been singing it all the time. This is a wonderful rock power ballad. One of the first songs recorded for the album in June, July 1979, a full year before the album's release, there were several songs that were written, recorded at that time. This was one of them. We are at a very slow 80 beats per minute. 4-4 four, four time signature. Two keys, B minor and D major. This is a verse to chorus relative major modulation, a very Brian thing. We've previously heard this in All Dead, All Dead. Brian and his reflective sad songs. He goes here a lot. All Dead, All Dead is one of the most interesting, captivating, sad songs in Queen's entire catalog. White Queen, as it began, is another and also another Brian composition. Yes, Sail Away Sweet Sister is goodbye love and fond memories. Maybe I'll see you again sometime. And as I said earlier, this feels like a long lost love, a lover, a significant other. But that's, according to the subtitle, not what we have here. Despite some of the lyrics that might make you think otherwise, this is much more tender than that, goes deeper. And I want to talk about this some because people have mentioned this song and what it really means. It can be confusing because, again, it's such a romantic notion, this whole song. But there's a tenderness here that creates an incredible closeness that I have seen among some siblings. Some siblings, brothers, sisters are very close, very close. There's a real deep respect and love there. And I think that's what Brian's getting at here. Perhaps this was something he wanted to experience. It's difficult to say where the inspiration for this came from, right? Though it is written for, in parentheses, to the sister I never had. So maybe there was a longing here that Brian wanted to have a sibling. Brian wanted to have someone in his life to share moments with. And he never had that chance. So he wrote this song, Majestic Moody May. I haven't called Brian's compositions Moody May compositions in some time. Of course, I've got my little nicknames for each of the boys. And Brian has always been lovingly Moody May because I love the mood. I love the tension and the intensity this man always gives us. This is Sail Away Sweet Sister. It's like a ghost of a song. The sound of it, the sentiment, and it's a return to Brian's folksier, more classical compositions. I hear echoes of Long Away here in the acoustic guitar arrangement in the delivery of the verses. There's shades of white queen, the classical elements, the marching chords. This feels and sounds like a song from albums earlier. 
soft, classically influenced verses. They sparkle with piano, melodic acoustic guitar, leading into those expressive, explosive, lively choruses. Brian's lead vocal, tender, it's dynamic. It's got that old soul quality. Yet another characteristic of his performance, I absolutely adore. We've got glimpses of bursting harmony vocals. Layers from all three of our singing boys shine out for these impactful crescendos and these resolutions of emotion. Every performance from every man is dynamic, everyone displaying that calculated restraint when it matters most and letting loose when necessary to create a moving, affecting number. We've heard this a lot from the guys on this album. Across the board, much more restraint, minimal approach, and it works. Freddie on piano here along with Brian on keyboards. Roger and those smooth, almost lyrical drums and cymbals and percussion. John displaying subtlety and sophistication on bass, occasionally triplets in melodic fashion. He is incredibly impressive here. He often floats into treble clef before falling back down into the lower depths again. This is a song As with me, it may not immediately impress you, but it will. And compared to Brian's previous dragon attack, that was the last time we heard him on this album, all the way at track two. We are worlds away, drifting from attitude and aggression to a melancholy goodbye. Literally drifting. Sail away, sweet sister. This was never performed live. And I can imagine the guys opening with the chorus of this song, singing a cappella together. I can imagine that. Just the three of them singing before falling into a delicate acoustic arrangement. I think this could have been a wonderful down front, downstage, right there in front of the audience. This could have been a number that was very affecting and a really nice breather between heavier songs. Now, I get it. This isn't one of those songs that's a hit. It's not well-known. I think it's well-loved, those that do know it. But it's not something that is going to make the audience move. But it will move them. It's not going to make them dance. But it will make them feel. And I think this could have been a wonderful opportunity to do that. But it never happened. Fun facts about Sail Away, Sweet Sister. Freddie sings lead in the bridge. And you know what? I didn't realize that for a very long time. Freddie does a wonderful job of shifting his own tone to match Brian's. It's pretty flawless. Axel Rose used to sing the chorus of this song as an intro before Guns N' Roses played Sweet Child of mine. Pretty cool facts. And the piano, yes, it's played by Freddie, reportedly because Brian wanted a more precise percussive feel, likely in those very syncopated chorus chords. 
Now the keyboards and synthesizer swells we hear, the strings, that is most likely Brian, because I've read that both he and Freddie contributed quote unquote keyboards. But of course the piano specifically is Mr. Mercury. Some critics comments and sentiment in general about Sail Away, Sweet Sister. Robbie Millar of Sounds, I think I've talked about this guy before. Now, when he commented on the game in general, he said, quote, Sail Away, Sweet Sister floats nearer to the seven seas of rye tradition, but it's still a flimsy and trite occupation, unquote. That's very interesting. That's an It's a strange comment. I suppose it's not too terribly negative, but considering his hour-long interview with Roger, and I think he may have done that shortly after he wrote about the game and did the review for it. He actually sat down with Roger for a whole hour and they talked about a lot of things, including the album, The Game, although they didn't speak to specific songs. But I just thought that was an interesting comment for him to make. And then he proceeds to have this interview with Roger. Anyway, that's a great interview, actually. They touch on some fun things. Some praise for Sail Away, Sweet Sister. It's one of the three songs Washington Post commented on when reviewing the game. Writing, quote, within the usual Queen framework, operatic vocals, although these are minimal, extensive overdubs and orchestration. At least I take that as a compliment. I think anytime you go into elaborate detail and use all these adjectives in this particular way, orchestration, operatic vocals, you know, it seems very flamboyant and (laughs) descriptive. I always take that as a positive thing. I wish I had more to say about Sail Away, Sweet Sister before we go into the breakdown, but there's no comments from the boys. Not a lot said about this. I don't often see a lot of fans write about this song, but whenever someone brings it up, it is always loved. People talk about Brian's lead performance here and how they enjoy his tone and his sensitivity. Freddie, of course, is very good at this too. Freddie can give us a vocal that tears our heart out. Hello, you take my breath away. But Brian, I think, is more consistent with this just because of his natural softness. He does have quite the range. Remember way early on when I talked about the boys and how every single one of them would sing every single harmony for all of these songs early on. And there were moments in songs where Brian would take the high harmony. And this stunned me because initially when you realize, when you understand the boy's natural inclinations for singing, you assume that Roger was always at the high end, but there were moments where Brian took it instead. That blew my mind. And if you listen to Brian's solo work, same thing. He will blow you out of the water with his vocal performance. He's incredibly dynamic, but he always has this tone. It's very distinctive and pleasant to listen to. And this song is just that. Yes, it's sad. It grieves, it aches, but it's very pleasant. Keyboards, that sweeping minor chord, the synthesizer, 
John in those grace notes, accenting the tonic, he beeps in, it's delicate. And piano, Freddie, nothing like the previous rocking number. Oh, this is sad, and it's longing, and Brian. Hey, little babe, you're changing. Babe, are you feeling sore? It's such a powerful, moving chord progression. B minor to F sharp, minor seventh. I love sevenths. I love sixth chords too, but having those sevenths in a chord creates so much character. Suspension and it's mysterious. The rest of this phrase feels old. It's ancient. It's that classical inspiration. It's like a march. The phrase begins again, and this time Roger crashes in for the first time on cymbals. The synths crescendo, guitars chime. This rings out. You're all dressed up like a lady. How come you behave this way? Yeah. I just messed that up. <laughs> I did not get that right. How does that line go? I always nail it. How come you behave this way? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 simpler than what I just did. I always try to flower it up too much. This song is very straightforward lyrically. Not a whole lot going on with sliding in and out of notes. You know, there's not a lot of melisma here. It's a much more straight delivery. And that's another reason I appreciate Brian. There's something authentic and genuine about that, about his delivery. And the bass sinks, crash. Sail away, sweet sister. This is more ceremonial. It's more joyous and more rock. But Brian's delivery is just as aching and soft underneath the stronger tone. Everything is in unison on these chord changes. Sounds and instruments blend seamlessly. The piano and the guitar, power chords, overdubbed guitars, multiple rhythm guitars. John climbs the scale chromatically. We're going to hear that a lot. Roger's drums are fuller, louder, bigger than we've heard in many songs on this album. My heart is always with you, no matter what you do. Little licks on the guitar, double stops, triple stops. Into the verse melody once again, but it's a lead-in, softer, mysterious, an instrumental feature with bass in treble clef, dancing around Brian's gorgeous acoustic. This is the one moment, the feature we get with this acoustic arrangement. A variation on the lead vocal, actually. And the guitars seem to build through this second verse, which is a phrase shorter. And the second chorus emphasizes that guitar power chord again, more licks and riffs, accents on notes, harmony vocals join Brian's lead. Take it the way you want it, let me let you down, my friend. That swelling vocal, the harmonies rise into that crescendo in the bridge, bells. We rarely hear bells. March of the Black Queen. Don't stop me now. We almost never hear bells. And here, it's the perfect moment. Another wonderful surprise from Brian and the boys. But wait, this is Freddie singing. It took me forever to realize this. It's like he made himself sound softer, more like Brian. You got your whole life ahead of you. Now, why did you throw it away too soon? 
Oh, it's lovely. And I swear, it sounds a lot like Brian. John climbs up chromatically again on bass. The bells ring center, right, left, surrounding us. The harmony vocals rise again in the oohs and the screams bursting out. It's an echo of earlier songs heavy on those vocal harmonies, but with a fresh sound. And Brian's guitar solo here is a wonderful variation of the chorus melody. All around us are more pleading, stomping guitar chords. Roger's plotting drums and cymbals. These guitars sound a lot like Brian's earlier work. Again, shades of white queen and that march. But this is bluesier. It's moving. It's more free. The guitar lines echo one another on either side as though winding each other up. Brian creates a whole orchestra with his layered guitars. One more chorus. One more time. My heart is always with you, no matter what you do. I love that little variation in that no. It's syncopated too. You don't expect it. And we're reminded of Freddie's play the game hearing these rich vocal harmonies. The very first song on the album. And when this chorus ends, it sinks into that B minor chord. It's distant with ocean waves rolling in. It's actually a variation of that B minor chord before it resolves back into it. It's very slick, subtle. And I hear a vocal, it's like a phrase, distant, likely from Brian. I have no idea what's being said. The guitars soften, the synths swell, the piano rings echoing in and out. That soft, glittering, vamping piano. And John gets the lead, a little solo here on bass, deviating far from just the tonic or the typical arrangements on the scale. High notes, low notes, swooping here and there. He actually starts in treble clef. And that chiming piano keeps my attention rising an octave, almost twinkling as the bass sinks further. There's truly nothing else like this, especially on this album, but even in Queen's whole catalog, even as it brings to mind tracks of yesteryear, this stands alone. I think there's something unique about Sail Away, Sweet Sister, to the sister I never had. It's one of Brian's saddest songs. And yes, We've talked about some pretty, melancholy, distant, reflective numbers of loss. But I think this one, because he's singing about something he never got to have, it's almost like a want, a need, an imagined memory. That's what makes this tougher to get through. Yes, I'm getting super emotional here, but I feel this. I feel the intensity. I feel that completely realized want, this imagined memory from Dr. Brian May. And that is Sail Away, Sweet Sister. I knew this was going to be short and sweet simply because I didn't have as many facts. I didn't have any comments from the boys. Didn't have as much critique to offer here, but I think it's just as well because it gives us a chance to focus on the brilliance of the simplicity of this number. The straightforward, touching message of loss from a man who never got to experience this kind of connection with a sibling. 
I wish I could tell you, go listen to this live. I still think this would have made a phenomenal soft acoustic arrangement live with the boys chiming out acapella style in those gorgeous harmonies they always nailed on a stage. But that does not even exist. So we will live with and love the album version of Sail Away, Sweet Sister. That wraps this Queen Deep Dive. We've only got two more to go before we're totally done with Queen's first 1980s album, their synth surprise with the game. All right, guys, I'll be back next time. Keep yourselves alive. Hang in there. Have fun. Smile. Look up. Look out for each other. Look out for yourself. Eat something awesome. Have a drink. Make a toast. Cheers to you and yours. I'll be back next time.